the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tulo Craft Beer Cast, AM 970, The Answer, a new single from Judas Priest, Crown of Horns, from the forthcoming album, Invincible Shield, which will be out in March, which I have not pre-ordered yet, and I, I'm going to have to uh, pre-order the vinyl on this one, because they are releasing it in vinyl, and um, I think I need to, um, I think I need to get it in vinyl, since the second night of the tour... They will be in Newark, New Jersey in April, and I will be there on the floor. Cannot wait. It is going to be epic. Judas Priest still kicking it. 50-plus years later, they are still bringing it, and bringing it hard. If you have not, uh, if you haven't seen Judas Priest in concert, go see them. You will not be disappointed. Uh, they blow the doors off. It is just, uh, Halford still has the voice. Um, Richie Faulkner is fantastic on guitar. They do a phenomenal job uh, still. Some say it's a glorified cover band. Not a chance. I don't. It's still a priest. It's still awesome. All right, coming up in just about 20 minutes, John Henderson, the man behind the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest and so many things in Atlantic City, will join me on the program. An interview that I did this past Wednesday at Bolero Snort Brewing as part of their traveling around the state of New Jersey to sell tickets with no fees. Uh, they will be in a number of different places, but Bolero was their, their latest stop. In North Jersey, had a chance to sit down and talk with John for a few minutes, and you will get that interview in just about 20 minutes from now. Obviously, they're going to be back at the convention center the week before Judas Priest comes to Newark uh, in April. Uh, they will be there Friday night, Saturday uh, day session, and a Saturday night session. And, of course, back at Baderfield in the summertime. We'll talk about that and some of the other things that John has uh, going on uh, within the state of New Jersey uh, over the next several months. All right, but speaking of which and things of New Jersey... The two trade associations that representing uh, representing New Jersey's craft brewery industry have joined forces through a merger 
uh, that was finalized at an open house meeting uh, earlier this week for all breweries, brew pubs, and breweries in planning throughout New Jersey uh, that was held at Bolero Snort. For the last two years, both associations have been working together closely with common goals and priorities. This lockstep approach set the framework for internal conversations about the logistics of the eventual merger while also carrying out the strategy developed for the passage of S-4265, landmark legislation, and six years of oppressive and damaging regulations surrounding tasting room operations within New Jersey. Um, says Scott Wells, owner of Bolero Snort and Brewers Guild, a New Jersey board member, we've always, had, we've always been a small industry, and everyone maintains a lot of strong relationships with other businesses in the state. Uniting into a single, unified voice will make it easier to work with external partners, including the state's legislature and regulatory bodies, and focuses on the matters that impact the entire industry the most. For now... The combined association will operate as the Brewers Guild of New Jersey. Scott Wells of Bolero Snort and Michael Kane of Kane Brewing will remain on the executive board of directors and will be joined by New Jersey Brewers Association board members Crystal Lockman of Arrow Brewing and Denise Ford Swadago of Montclair Brewery. Eric Orlando of the Zeta Group, which was instrumental securing in the passage uh, of the new law, will remain on as the association's contact, contract Government Affairs Council Alexis Deegan, who previously helmed the New Jersey Brewers Association, has joined the team as the executive director. For more information on the Brewers Guild of New Jersey, just head over to brewjersey.beer. Congratulations. This is long time coming. Uh, I'm glad that both organizations are now one and working towards a common goal, which they had always been. I think there was some uh, differences in opinion uh, from from both guilds over the last couple of years. But um, the biggest issue that politicians had in New Jersey and others was there wasn't a single voice to speak to. Now they have it. And that's a good thing. And bringing Alexis back in is a smart move. Alexis knows the movers and players down in Trenton. This is uh, all of these things are positives for this group. So I could not be more thrilled that the guilds are merged as one and are back together united in moving things forward. Remember, I said this last week, the the passage of the bill, an enormous weight lifted off of New Jersey brewers, but not the end of the, the I don't want to say battle. It's not the end of the road. Let's put it that way. It's not the end of the road. It's just the beginning. Um, what did uh, Mr. Spock say in, uh, Captain Spock say in Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, when he told uh, Lieutenant Valeris, who turned out to be a traitor, when he said, logic is not the end to knowledge, it is but the beginning. And this merger and the bill being passed is not the end of things in New Jersey. It is but the beginning. And we'll leave it at that. Any chance I can get to throw a Star Trek reference in? Always a good thing. Uh, Smutty Nose parent company, Finest Kind Brewing, has acquired uh, Washoot Brewing in a deal that will unite two New England le- legacy uh, craft beer ba- brands. Smutty Nose will eventually produce Washoot's beers at its Hampton, New Hampshire-based facility. 60 Washoot employees will join Finest Kind, including the company's hospitality team. About 90% of all of the employees will be retained. The deal includes uh, the Westminster, Massachusetts-based facility and equipment, as well as the brand and intellectual property. Uh, this is a good deal. Finest Kind has been doing, making some moves. Uh, to have Smutty Nose, they, got, uh, they acquired uh, five boroughs uh, a few months ago. And now, uh, Washoot Brewing, this is a good deal. Um, these are three really solid breweries. Uh, I'm, I'm very impressed. I like the way things are going here. This is a great move. Um, and, and, and keeps 
craft beer small, which is always uh, a good thing. So kudos uh, to uh, Finest Kind. And uh, as Steve Kierstead said in the press release, he said, this acquisition is a, strate- a strategic step in our market expansion. Uh, expansion. Washoot's strong market presence and additional 15,000 barrels notably increase our total annual volume to over 50,000 barrels, marking a new chapter in our growth story. So congratulations to them. Stone Brewing, some changes. A year and a half after guiding Stone Brewing through its acquisition by Sapporo, CEO Maria Stipp is moving on. She joined the Escondido, California-based craft brewery back in September of 2020, following the departure of her predecessor, Dominic Engels, earlier that summer. She steered Stone, uh, the seventh largest independent craft brewery in the country by volume at the time, through the process of being acquired by Japanese brewing giant Sapporo, a deal that was announced in June of 2022. It closed in August of that year. Stipp said it's a bittersweet moment. Unlike many acquisitions, we have the privilege of keeping our leadership team intact. This has allowed us to fully integrate and build a future where Sapporo and Stone are indeed better together. It's been really challenging, fulfilling, and exciting. Uh, she has departed uh, as of a couple of days ago. CFO Zachary Keeling will serve as interim CEO while the company searches for a permanent replacement. Keeling was promoted to chief financial and strategy officer uh, back in October of last year. And then finally, uh, for this segment, Revolution, Revolution Brewing, the Illinois brewer known for award-winning IPA seasonal brews and barrel-aged beers, adding a brewery-fresh premium lager to the lineup for the 2024 with the introduction of Cold Time, the new lager available in 12 packs of 12-ounce cans or on draft as well as in 16-ounce tall boys for on-premise, um, on-premise drinking. Lager beers has such a rich history in the Midwest, and we see craft drinkers turning to lagers much more lately. That from chairman of the party, Josh Deff. He says uh, the cold time lives at the intersection of classic and modern. We are applying our own craft brewing skills and technique to the most well-known style in the world and delivering a beer that moves the conversation forward while acknowledging the past. The look of cold time presents for longtime Revolution fans a simple and classic design departure. The dual face cam with inverted light and navy blue coloring invokes daytime and nighttime in design and in action. Revolution urges drinkers to step back, take a breath, and enjoy a relaxing moment. More than 80 restaurants and bars across Illinois, Wisconsin, and Indiana already pouring cold time on draft. Cans have begun distribution to those states as well as Minnesota and Iowa already. A launch party at Emporium Logan Square featuring cold time specials, giveaways, and more is set for this coming Thursday, February 1st at 7 p.m. And then eventually, uh, I believe cold time will be available in all markets. Hopefully it will be coming to New Jersey. I do see a little bit of revolution around um, their barrel aged stuff is amazing, and um, uh, you know, I don't. Well, I shouldn't say that. Revolution does have a little bit of a presence in New Jersey. It's not in a lot of places at liquor stores and stuff. I'd like to see it a little bit more in bars. I think Peerless is still distributing it, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong on that, but uh, in New Jersey. Uh, but uh, I remember when they had the launch party at Paragon Tap and Table, and I ended up getting to meet Josh. Um, and ended up interviewing him on the program. Um, good beers. And one of those things that if I ever do make it out to Chicago, that's definitely a stop that I want to make is Revolution Brewing because that's really an OG of um, of Chicago in terms of uh, you know what they do. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Hopefully I can get, a, get, some, get my hands on some of that lager. It sounds good. Uh, when we come back after a short break, more news and notes from around the beer world. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer.
nothing like a little blondie and dreaming. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Got to meet Blondie once. She was doing a radio tour at a uh, syndicator that I was working for and um, met her very briefly, uh, probably for, you know, a minute or two at best, but she signed a greatest hit CD that I brought home uh, to my then-girlfriend, now-wife, um, and she was beyond thrilled. And it was really cool just to... Uh, Rub elbows with a, a 70s, 80s superstar in uh, Deborah Harry. Pretty cool. Uh, coming up in 10 minutes, John Henderson. He's the man behind the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest is going to join me. This is an interview I did this past Wednesday at Bolero Snort Brewing. It's part of their traveling around the state to sell tickets with no fees. By the way, you ever bought tickets on Ticketmaster? You know that you pay a ridiculous amount of money when it comes to uh, tickets. And then on top of it, they add tax and fees. So what uh, the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest is doing, and John Henderson by extension and his family, um, they go around the state to various breweries. You can buy your tickets direct from him, and this is cool. You get, you get charged no Ticketmaster fees. You are charged tax because everybody has to pay tax, right? But they buy you your first beer. So you buy, uh, buy a couple of tickets for the event. He buys you a beer back, which is basically what you're paying in tax for the ticket. So it's like getting it, you know, no taxes, right? You pay your taxes, he buys your beer. That's a pretty good deal. Uh, that's coming up. The interview's coming up in just about 10 minutes uh, from now, which is really, uh, it, was a, it was a fun night. And some mistakes as well, as you'll hear in the interview. All right, let's dive into uh, some more news and notes. One week left to say, or actually, it's just a couple of days left here. Uh, Big Brew taking place at the Morristown Armory, Saturday, March 2nd. Just right around the corner. I mean, it's literally almost, it's just about a month away uh, from Big Brew. Amazing. Session one, noon to four, music by Naughty Humphrey. Session two is 530 to 9.30 with music by Mr. Lovejoy. 150 styles of craft beer, great music and food. I know that Allison uh, announced that Maine Beer will be returning. There's a bunch of really good breweries that are going to be at this event. A lot of it in New Jersey. But there are national brands that will be there as well. Uh, you do not want to miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Info and tickets, bigbrewnj.com slash Morristown. Uh, this offer right now expires Monday, January uh, 29th, which is tomorrow at midnight. Um, if you put in the code HOPS, that's H-O-P-S, all in caps, you will save $15 on your ticket price. Ticket prices increase Sunday, February 18th, and again, on February 25th, it's a benefit for the Morris Rugby Corporation. It is at the Morristown Armory. They will be providing a shuttle service from the Morristown train station uh, to the Armory. Fantastic event. I always have a great time at it. I will certainly be there uh, or do my best to get there. I'm not sure what session I'm going to yet. Might be the early one, but uh, maybe the late one. Not Again, not sure. I haven't really finalized my plans yet. But certainly it is uh, something that you want to go to. Uh, Big Brew. It is always a good time. The week before is the kickoff to New York City Beer Week, um, which is being held in Industry City again. That's another phenomenal event. If you want to go to an event where it's all New York City breweries, a lot of guest breweries from around uh, the state of New York, out of state, New Jersey. Um, I know Upward is going to be there from upstate. Um, I believe Icarus is going to be there from New Jersey. It's it, That's a lot of fun. Um, that is uh, nycbrewed.com uh, for the tickets for that one, and that one directly benefits the New York City Brewers. It kicks off New York City Beer Week. Um, so uh, KVAL uh, 13 TV in Oregon 
uh, reported uh, not too long ago, for nearly the first time this century, the 21st century, Oregon lost more breweries than new ones opened. U.S. beer shipments for 2023 are expected to be at the lowest level this century after falling more than 5%. Look, we've had a big problem uh, here in uh, the United States when it comes to breweries. Obviously, the pandemic over the last several years has had a lot to do with that. Um, also, uh, some are speculating the legalization of cannabis, the emergence of alternatives like hard seltzers and canned cocktails. Um, also, there's a growing sobriety uh, movement. Younger kids are not drinking. Um, they are not um, imbibing as much. And so that's a cutback. Um, there are a lot of different things going on. And beer drinking in America has fallen to the lowest in a generation. I mean, I know my kid. My kid hasn't touched alcohol. He's going to be 21 in September and has not touched alcohol. By the time I was 21, believe me, there was a lot of alcohol that I touched. But um, this, is a big, this is a big deal here in America, obviously from a, from a business standpoint. Look, if you don't want to drink, that's your business, and, and good for you. You want to just drink in moderation or you want to drink something alternative? Again, that's your prerogative. It's, um, you know, it's a problem, but it's more so in Oregon uh, right now. There's nearly 400 breweries, brew pubs, and tap rooms. Generates billions of dollars in tax revenue to the uh, to the state uh, of Oregon, and for the first time in this century, Oregon lost more breweries than new ones opened. Uh, and Ben Edmonds, the brewmaster of Breakside Brewery and president of the Ohio- Oregon Brewers Guild, said it's a tough moment. For Oregon uh, craft breweries, increased costs, changes in consumer preferences, and diminished on-premise consumption all made 2023 an especially challenging year. Oregon consumers have a long history of supporting independent local breweries and breweries across the state. Need that support now more than ever, especially as we head into the start uh, of the year. And he's right. I think the biggest change, part of it is disposable income, but I think the biggest change, uh, we've talked about it before, is on-premise. People don't want to go out as much anymore. Again, it's disposable, and it, it leads back to that disposable income conversation. Um, when you don't have disposable income, the first thing that you cut back is frivolous things, going out to eat, you know, in, indulging in alcohol outside of the home, um, and going to places. All of that having to do with disposable income. If you don't have the money, you're not going to go. Um, I think it's going to be a big problem in New York City. People coming into Manhattan with congestion pricing about to happen. Uh, people are not going to pay extra to come into the city. Public transportation is not good on both sides. New Jersey Transit, MTA, it's not good. If you're asking people to pay more in the New York City area, you've got to provide more transit, which they're not doing. More people are staying home. Part of it is the pandemic. Part of it is the fact that people just don't have the money to spend. So it's a problem. And how do we get out of it? I don't know what the answer is. I was at a coffee shop the other day. Think about it. A coffee shop. They were looking for help. They're offering $20 an hour to make coffee. $20 an hour. When I was a kid, I made two fifty an hour. $20 an hour. That's a career for some people. Some people in my business don't make $20 an hour uh, pushing buttons on a, on a control board. Think about that. You can make more money... With making coffee than you could working in in the radio business, it's unbelievable. So again, it's this disposable income thing. People don't have it; they're not going to spend money. And the first people to suffer are these ancillary places, restaurants, breweries, things of that nature. So it's becoming a problem. And I'm trying to do my best to support whatever I can. You know, local businesses, 
go to my local place, have a couple of beers, leave a good tip on the table. It's important. and puts food on the table for a family. That's just my two cents. Uh, we're going to keep it in uh, the Oregon area. Uh, Freem Family Brewers, celebrated for their commitment to quality and innovation, they announced their 2024 package beer calendar. Uh, they are highlighting their Japanese lager. Uh, it's going to be a year-round offering in 16-ounce four-packs this March. Comes alongside the continued success of their 2023 12-ounce six-packs introductions of lager and West Coast IPAs. Uh, the Japanese lager, an ode to the Japanese brewing tradition, combining traditional European ingredients and processes with the modern use of rice to add a layer of complexity while also creating intriguing drinkability. This exceptional lager has garnered international acclaim. It secured the prestigious gold at the 2023 World Beer Cup and gold at the 2020 Great American Beer Festival, underscoring its global appeal and exceptional quality. And, uh, this year, uh, Freem will offer a rotating se- a selection of seasonal and limited classic styles in 16-ounce cans, ensuring a fresh and diverse range of IPAs, pails, and lagers throughout the year. Um, bi- in bi-monthly, beer enthusiasts can anticipate new and unique styles in their select 375-milliliter bottles, perfect for those seeking a distinctive and premium beer experience. And, of course, the barrel Age series remains a cornerstone of Freem's limited releases, showcasing the depth and complexity of flavors uh, that can be achieved through careful aging in both distillers and wine barrels. Uh, the beer portfolio, of course, available across Oregon, Washington, and Idaho with select distribution in Southern California. If you haven't had Freem uh, beers yet and you're on Tavor, do yourself a favor, get some. They are fantastic. Uh, we've had the uh, co-owner and brewmaster on the program before. i uh, love to get him back on. Freem is a great brewery. One of those places, if I ever do get to Oregon, is a definite must-stop. Uh, Maple Bacon Coffee Porter is back on March 2nd with Funky Buddha. Uh, celebrate the annual release, a free all-day party at the brewery with can releases, live music, local vendors, and more. For the first time ever, the infamous porter will now be available in 12-ounce can six-packs. New this year in an all-star lineup of guest drafts in addition to 40-plus limited Funky Buddha releases. Additionally, they'll be dropping three brand-new limited can releases. Um, this is taking place again. On March the 2nd, uh, on the Friday evening, they're going to have a four-course beer pairing dinner. And on the Sunday, an epic bottomless hangover brunch uh, featuring unlimited pours of select beverages, including maple bacon coffee porter. Learn more, funkybuddha.com slash fest. And finally, our fr- uh, 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 not finally, Trogues uh, is releasing Double Nugget Nectar, a delicious spin on its iconic once-a-year Imperial Amber Ale Nugget Nectar. Uh, it, it weighs in at 9.5% ABV, limited and available now, 16-ounce cans at the Trogues Brewery or throughout it, its distribution footprint. And finally, our good friends from Samuel Adams, if you think that you can predict the weather, starting now, channel your inner Punxsutawney Phil, head to DraftKings.com slash Samuel Adams to enter in anticipation of Phil's game-deciding call. Uh, you'll be tested with answering a handful of questions tied to Groundhog Day and sports games or events taking place on February 2nd. Score points based on how many correct predictions you make and users who rack up the most points will win a share of the cash prize of $10,000. DraftKings.com slash Samuel Adams for details. And they're also releasing Cold Snap uh, back again, uh, six-pack of 12-ounce bottles, uh, 12-pack uh, of 12-ounce bottles or a 12-pack of 12-ounce cans. Uh, or you can get Cold Snap in the Primetime Beers Variety Pack. That will be uh, available now through March. Uh, they have postseason IPA. It's a session IPA at 4.5%. Breakaway Blondale 
Red Zone Lager is also included in this, as well as a cold snap, so you get a couple of cans of each. Uh, you can find it, of course, samueladams.com slash find-a-sam. Very cool. When we come back after a short break, my good buddy John Henderson from the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival will join me from Bolero Snort Brewing. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you in on a little a secret here. We actually started this interview, and I didn't hit record on the player, and I'm a moron. 30-plus years doing this in the business, and I forgot to hit record. Anyway, my next guest, the promoter for the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest, it's taking place in Atlantic City April 12th and 13th, back at the Atlantic City uh, Convention Center. Two days, three sessions, killer music, delicious food for purchase, and, of course, great beer. We're coming to you from Bolero Snore Brewing tonight. Usually we have Scott Wells on. He's too busy uh, looking at cameras. People are parking out here. There's a wrestling event here tonight. But... The man of the hour is selling tickets to the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest tonight, and he's doing it at various breweries around the state. And let me tell you something, folks. I've been coming to this event, got to be 10, 12 years now. It is the best event on the East Coast. might be the best event in the United States. You, you should not miss it. My man, acbeerfest.com, the website for more information and, of course, to purchase tickets. But my man, John Henderson, joins me right now on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast. John, how are you, my brother? Dude, I'm great. You're great for my ego. I'm just going to have you do the intro every time I walk in the room, right? I mean, we're at a wrestling event. It makes sense. It makes sense. You get to be the hype man. What's up, Al? Good to see you, my dude. Good to see you, and we're sharing some beers, and we're having a good time. So let's talk uh, bands first, but also Hot Mulligan Saves the Day Goldfinger. That's the lineup Friday night, Saturday day session, and then the Saturday night session. That's for the spring fling. The bands for the summer session will be announced uh, in April, but why uh, two events instead of doing one? Well, you know, it was so nice, we decided to do it twice, right? <laughs> you know, it's funny. When we went outside post-COVID, we split, split our audience in half. We had half the audience love it outside, half the audience love it inside, you know, and we can focus and highlight kind of the same breweries but different beers. We're three months apart, so we can get those, you know, the tail end of those winter and spring beers and then the summer beers in July. So we thought, you know, it would be a cool move. Let's support craft beer. Let's kind of introduce people to different styles through kind of almost three months apart. We were confident that it would be kind of a cool vibe. We know everybody knows what we do inside, and now everybody knows what we can do outside. I didn't want to throw the baby away with the bathwater. The outdoor event is such a fantastic, real festival feel. Right. You know, and I, I wanted to capitalize on that, but I also kind of I was ex- I was proud of what we did kind of being the first big event to kick this season off for Atlantic City. You know, the convention center came to us. They they really gave us a decent deal, you know, to say, hey, come back in. Let's kind of get back on track. COVID's over. This is over. But again, you know, didn't want to throw out the outdoor event. Now, the things that are different is we've lowered capacities for both events, right? So previously, they were 8,000 people per. We're down to 6,000 per session for the spring one. And for the summer one, 5,000 people per session. And that's only a one-day event. Wow. All right. So that's good. I mean, look, Lowering it is probably not the best thing optimally for you, but I get it. You want to get people in there, and you also want to make sure that you don't have lines because that was the big deal last summer. A lot of people were complaining. There was a lot of lines. There was a lot of, a lot of stuff going on, and I understand that. But I love the fact that you're doing more of these events at breweries, that you're spreading yourself out, you're getting out there, and you're pressing the flesh with the people. Um, we're here at Bolero tonight. You're at Wild Air next, uh, next down in Asbury. How are the sales going so far? 
do we need to keep pushing this harder and harder because we want people in there in April? Yeah, no, I mean, yes, we have to push it harder. There is, there's a weird kind of hesitancy for people to buy tickets this far in advance. We're, what, 79 days out. You know, we do see a little, you know, uh, discrepancy. Not just, I don't know what the right word is. Dip for year over year, but we know people are last minute. We do these these brewery events for a couple reasons. One, we want to get people back in breweries, right? We want you drinking better beer. We want you drinking craft beer. And we look at kind of the economic impact. And if we can bring 50, 100 people out to a brewery, you know, saying, hey, drink this. You know, you come and you buy your ticket uh, at one of these brewery events. There are no ticket master fees, right? You, you've got to pay taxes. We all pay taxes. But also, the first beer is on us. So we'll buy your first beer, right? So we've always thought that was a kind of fun thing. We've been doing these for years. We just never, like the snort, we, we've never got this far up. Right. Right? So this year, uh, typically we do five or six of them. This year we're doing 14. See, that's impressive. We're talking with John Henderson, the promoter of the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest. It's taking place at the Atlantic City Convention Center in Atlantic City. Coming up Friday and Saturday, April 12th and 13th, acbeerfest.com, the website for more information, and, of course, to purchase tickets. We are coming to you from Bolero Snort Brewery here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast tonight on AM 970, The Answer, because that's where they're selling tickets tonight. And, again, next week they'll be at Wild Air. If you go to acbeerfest.com, you will get the list of breweries that they will be at. So if they're in your area, you can go and get yourself uh, some tickets. So, as I mentioned before, we had a big problem last year because we didn't have a lot of breweries at the event. There were a lot of lines, and people were complaining. And you know, understandably, they were they had to wait online. Especially the the, the the Saturday day session was freezing. I actually had to go out and buy a jacket. It was so cold, but I enjoyed myself nonetheless. And I get it. Look, sometimes you're going to have to wait for a beer. I get that. You're going to have more breweries at these uh, at the event this year, or is it going to be less? Or I mean, you're reducing the capacity, but are you reducing the amount of breweries that are going to be there? So we're going to be, last year we were 100 breweries um, and 8,000 people, right? So this year we're going to be about 105, 110 breweries, but 6,000 people. So what we're doing, and inside we've got you know a lot of shenanigans, a lot of things going on, distractions, whatnot. We figure this is the perfect kind of mix of both. Like, okay. you know, we cut capacity down. Because the experience is important to us. You know, that consumer experience, you know, when you get in and you listen to the music and you're drinking the beer and you, the line thing, there, at every beer fest there's lines. There's lines for bathrooms, there's lines for, you know, breweries. Our cutting capacity should limit the line experience. Good. That's good. That's good. Now, first time back in the convention center, five years. I mean, 2019 was the last time you guys were in there. Does it feel odd going back there or is it like returning to an old haunt that you haven't been to in a while? Um, you know, we haven't, we, we've been in the building a couple times since then. I like outside. I'm personally an outside guy, you know, at a festival vibe. But, you know, a lot of people are telling us they're excited about coming back in. You know, the floor plan will be a little different than it was prior. Um, a lot of new activations. I, our friends at FanDuel who came in who are essentially the presenting sponsor are going to create some cool experiences. We were kind of checking off on the board like all the before you actually drink a beer. And I was like, all right, we've got a lot of programming, a lot of restaurants. So, Going back in, it's going to be you know like visiting a, visiting a uh, old friend and then kind of going in you know three months later doing it again outdoors and kind of the same vibe. All right, sounds good. Talking with John Henderson, promoter of the Atlantic City Beer Music Fest. It's at the AC Convention Center in Atlantic City. Friday and Saturday, April twelfth and thirteenth. ACBeerFest.com is the website for more information and of course to purchase tickets. We're here at Bolero Snort on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. And uh, before I run out of time, John, the other event I wanted to touch on that you had a huge success on last year, the Atlantic City Cigar Social. 
Saturday, May 18th. It's from 2 to 6 p.m., but it's at a new venue this year. Oscar McClinton Waterfront Park. Why the change in venue? So the casinos got slammed with this non-smoking thing, right? right? Um, And, you know, they pretty much all said, all right, we can't. Cigar smoking was that one thing they had to sacrifice. So instead of pushing kind of the envelopes with the casinos, we decided we found this beautiful waterfront park. It's a giant circular park um, right on the water. We thought it would be the perfect, perfect experience for guys to come out. It's almost like Switzerland. It's a neutral spot, so all the casinos are participating in one form or another. 20 cigar manufacturers are having a beer brewed specifically for the event. A bunch of... um, Bourbon and whiskey partners, wine partners. Are, are, if you head to acigarsocial.com, you can click on the menu, suckling pigs, like just the grub. It's If you're a cigar enthusiast or a cigar beginner, it's got a little bit of everything for everybody. It's all inclusive. It comes with 20 cigars. I might have said that from 20 different manufacturers from around the globe. You know, we're really proud of what the event did as a sellout last year. This year, I'm just, I'm just stoked to be able to do it again. And you kept the tickets the same price. It's 229 bucks. acigarsocial.com to purchase tickets. And from what you're telling me, for the price, you're getting a lot. I mean, look, what other place are you getting 20 cigars? You're getting food. You're getting beer. You're getting whiskey uh, tastings. You're getting all these different tastings. Uh, there will also be, obviously, some classes and rolling cigars and things of that nature, too, right? So we're going to have different uh, seminars where you're going to kind of learn about the cigar industry. You're going to be able to watch and get involved with actually hand-rolling cigars. We do burlesque entertainment. Just, you know, tons of programming that is all centered around kind of the education and the 411 of cigars. That's pretty cool. Now, John, I know you do a number of events in and around Atlantic City. I know that the, the city is happy to have you there and, and the things that you do. Touch on a little bit uh, one of the other events that you do. I know you do the micro-wrestling. I know you do the, uh, uh, the seafood festival. But you also do a tattoo fest that you've been doing for a number of years now, and that's at the Hard Rock. Talk to me a little bit about that that happens in November. So we do a bunch of things, the Halloween event, witchcraft, you know, the, uh, the tattoo expo is essentially the, the show that started all of this. You know, we started it 20 years ago. It's one of the country's longest running tattoo expos. It's over 100 artists from all over the world tattooing on site, um, lots of shenanigans, sideshow programming, tattoo contests. It's, it's really one of the best places or opportunities to show up and get tattooed by somebody you'll never ever see again that you might have on your wish list or you saw their stuff and you're like wow it's a virtual must you know every year it's a 5,000 person event and it's just it's a blast that's that's pretty awesome now for those that uh want to know obviously the um the summer event and um, the, the date is escaping me i know it's july it's in the middle of july July 13th. July 13th. It's at Bader Field. You're going to announce the band sometime in mid-April. Is that correct? We're going to actually announce the bands as we open the gates for Session 1 of the Atlantic City Beer Music Festival in the spring. Now, that's awesome. All right. Look, folks, I I, I tell you this all the time. I've been doing this show now. We're going into our eighth year of doing this show. And I tell you all the time, this is one of the best events to go to. If you want to go to an event and have fun, even if you go by yourself, okay, you're going to meet friends. You're going to have a great time. There's a ton of things to do. A lot of it is within your ticket price already that you don't even have to pay extra, okay? But you're going to have a blast. acbeerfest.com. That's the website. It's Friday and Saturday, April 12th and 13th. More than likely, I'm going to be at the late Saturday the Saturday night session. It is a blast. If you see me, say hello. We can have a beer together. John puts on fantastic events, and I'm telling you right now, come down. Bring the wife. The wife can go to the casino. Have a good time. You come with your friends. You drink for a little bit, 
Everybody has a good time. You have a great weekend in Atlantic City. Trust me, this is a fantastic event. John Henderson, thank you so much for joining me on the program tonight. I, I love hanging with you, and I'm so glad that we were able to do this in person instead of on the phone like we do all the time. Thanks for having. Thanks for coming on tonight, dude. Thanks for having me. It was great seeing you actually in person with beers in hand, man. Cheers, brother. I love it. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Uh, up next, it's time for suds and duds. That's right, suds and duds on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. Final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast, AM 970, The Answer, a little Kenny Wayne Shepherd, Bad Intentions, this is off of his Dirt on My Diamonds, Volume 1, uh, he did an interview the other day on Fox 5, I guess I, I guess for, they, they were in town already, they played already, I, I don't remember where they were playing, but anyway, um, he says that the second volume of the album is already done and ready to go, they just have to mix it down and prep it, so it's... Uh, Interesting to see. Uh, I know he is, uh, I thought he was playing in March somewhere. I have to find out. I know he's playing, I know he's playing in March. I know Joe Bonamassa is coming up at the end of February, and I know he's playing in March. I can't remember, um, I can't remember where. Hmm. That one's going to bother me. Anyway, um, let us dive into Suds and Duds, as always. We got lots of beers to get to. I mean, I'm still go, I'm still doing suds and duds of beers that I had last year. That's how many I had over, you know, whatever. And you know, we had some best ofs and whatever, and spacing it out. But um, so the great Buddy Watson, who I remark about at the end of every program, um, who lives up in uh, the Albany area, uh, was down during Christmas, and we met up on uh, Staten Island, the borough that we both grew up in, and he dropped me off uh, some Fidens. And, uh, no, I didn't forget. I have, um, he gave me the name of the guy from Fiden's, and I have to give him a call and see if we can get him on for an interview on the program. First off, Fiden's beer is fantastic. And any chance that I get to get some um, is worth it. And so I asked him to pick me up a can of each of a couple of different things. And uh, started off with the Butcher. Super juicy and smooth. A banging double. Uh, these guys just kill it uh, with the beer that they make. Fantastic. We'll get into some more Fiden's in just a moment. Two new breweries that opened in Jersey over uh, the um, last uh, couple of weeks of December. Uh, first up in, um, I guess it's, what is it, technically, what is it? Is it Belmar? I guess it's technically Belmar. Uh, Bakes Brewing Company um, opened up uh, the um, last week of December. And uh, my buddy John and I got a chance. He lives a couple blocks away from the brewery. We I met at his house, and then we walked over. Uh, the, the brewery is probably a couple blocks down the road from um, uh, Bar A. And uh, beautiful building. Let me tell you something. The guy spent a lot of money on this building. Um, it is a big place. You could easily fit 150 people in here without a problem. Got a little outside patio. Um, but that's not the reason why you're going there. You're going there because of the beer. And let me tell you something. The beer is fantastic. I had four of his beers, and every single one of them was excellent. We started off with the dark lager. A nicely done Czech lager, roasty finishes dry, uh, lukewarm, fantastic, uh, just a really delicious beer. Uh, enjoyed it very much. Then I had the uh, Base Knock Nectaron, 
Very good New England style IPA, sharp, juicy, um, out of sight, uh, excellent stuff. Had their stout, their 71 stout, solid coffee flavor stout, loving that it was only 6.6%. I could drink a few of those and be very, very happy, which was uh, which was a good thing. I mean, we had small pours on, on many of the beers. We were, we were taking a lift um, because to our next brewery, so we were trying to be responsible. And uh, again, like I said, great that the stout was was just under 7%, so you could drink a couple and not uh, feel overwhelmed. Airplane Park, uh, super drinkable IPA. Dug that one a lot. I believe the Airplane Park is their um, signature IPA, but I could be wrong on that one. And then uh, General Garrett, uh, it drank like a 6%, but could catch up to you in a hurry. I think this one was somewhere in the 8 um, eight to 9% range. Uh, what a fantastic beer. Um, everything that was there I enjoyed uh, greatly. Uh, I would certainly, uh, I'd like to visit there again. I'd like to get this guy on the program. It, not a lot of people know him in the brewery world in New Jersey. Uh, very much under the radar, but I have to tell you, the man can make beer. Uh, I believe his name is Jeff. Uh, he can make beer. Folks, if you haven't been there, go t- go take a ride down and certainly check it out. You will uh, not be disappointed. And then the guys from Bradley Beach Project, we talked about this about a year ago. They bought some farmland over in Farmingdale, New Jersey, uh, and have converted it into Tall Oaks Farm uh, Brewery. And so uh, John and I went over there and uh, enjoyed a number of different beers on their opening weekend. We started off with the Berm, uh, a solid pills. Uh, well done, and and this is the type of place where if you're looking for, you know, three, four, five IPAs, you're not going to get them. They maybe have one IPA on tap. A lot of the other stuff is traditional uh, type of stuff. Uh, had a Doppelbach, which was the cultivator, slow pour, wonderful. Uh, that's a beer. I think I I ended up, I think I ended up having two of those. Very very good. Uh, the pedal, uh, which was a grisette. Love a good grisette. Delicious, light. Um, Sort of, you know, had a little bit of that Cezanne type type of feel, but not really. Uh, Just great beer. Uh, Really enjoyed uh, the three beers that I had there. Everything there. uh, Excellent. Uh, But in terms of dialing it in and nailing it, I thought out of the two, I thought Bakes nailed it a little bit better than Tall Oaks. Uh, But certainly visit both places. And if you want to know where Tall Oaks is, it's maybe six minutes from Source. So it's right in that area, sort of that Colts Neck, Monmouth County uh, area. But really good stuff. You'll enjoy it. Um, Tall Oaks has a nice little place. Uh, the tap room is small, nice little outside. They have some fire pits there. Uh, definitely worth uh, a weekend trip to go there. Uh, and then we finished off with um, a little dog brewing over in Neptune City and got a chance to meet Gretchen, uh, the owner, who f- wonderful woman. I- I'm actually... A little annoyed, a little upset with myself that I haven't uh, interacted with Gretchen um, sooner. She's a wonderful woman with a dearth of knowledge when it comes to brewing beer. I know the guys from Coastal are, are doing a beer with her, and they're going to be coming out with that uh, fairly soon. But had the uh, Seafarer Stout. She had um, she had the Stout on cask that was bourbon barrel aged, but uh, uh, right around six, seven, right around five six percent. Fantastic beer. I mean, poured perfectly. The right temperature, right around 50 degrees. Fantastic. Loved it. What a delicious beer. Uh, the Carnival Kolsch, solid drinking Kolsch um, from her. Excellent beer. It, it reminds me of a little, like a little German beer house that you would go to. And I've never been to Germany, but I, I 
ga- like I would think that if this was in a little town, this would sort of be the the sort of cozy spot that people go to. And here's the cool thing about Little Dog. She's not open late on Saturday. She closes at 6. She's very respectful of the town. There's no food allowed. No kids, unless they're very well behaved. And uh, no dogs. Um, it's a small place. It's not big. Um, but it is definitely worth your trip. If you're in that area, uh, definitely make a stop uh, to Little Dog Brewing. You will not be disappointed. Gretchen does an amazing job. And it was a pleasure to meet Gretchen. And cannot wait um, to uh, I gotta go down there one day and um, uh, do an interview with her because uh, it is uh, definitely I, I definitely have to get an interview with her on the show. Um, and then finally, you know what? Let me run through these fightings. These last three fightings had the Eugene Zacks, uh, a banging double that was super smooth, uh, turbulence, solid, straightforward American IPA, and then finally, fresh cut, uh, low ABV pale ale, great hop, really good. Every single one of the beers that I got from Fidens uh, was fantastic. Um, just really enjoyed it, and thank you, buddy, uh, for bringing me those beers. Uh, I do appreciate it because, believe me, it is um, it's well appreciated. Let's put it that way, and I'll leave it at that. My thanks to everybody involved in the show, including my guest, John Henderson, the man behind so much that goes on uh, in Atlantic City, and the good folks from Bolero Snort for hosting him uh, and myself as well. Uh, it's always appreciated. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back on the Joe Piscopo Show Monday at 6 a.m., this has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 